Hello, my strong, strong friends. This is Tiff coming at you from Tiffany's Epiphanies. As you guys know, I'm slowly starting to get back into my podcast and more motivated and inspired to do so. Um, I'm going to cut it down. I used to do it every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but now with my schedule and all the craziness, I'll be coming at you every Tuesday and Thursday so you can enjoy, have something to look forward to on Turn Up Tuesdays and Thirsty Knowledge Thursdays, right? So very important. So my first relaunch episode was talking about if you listened consistency and accountability and the importance of both um, in terms of fitness in terms of accomplishing your goals so I'm going to list a song and see if you guys can guess what this podcast is about row 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 your boat gently out of green that's right folks we are going to talk about the 2000 meter benchmark row specific to orange theory fitness but not only are we going to mention rowing today we are going to talk about what it is it's a benchmark so we're going to talk about prs if you're not familiar with that term now's the time to get familiar with it it means a personal record we're going to talk about why personal records are so important we're going to talk about the importance of rowing and we're also going to mention other modalities whether you work out at otf whether you're at crunch planet fitness your home gym where on the street knocking it out wherever you do your fitness we are going to talk about prs or personal records as a whole today as well but i really want to hit home the importance of rowing specific in this podcast today so we're going to talk about that So first and foremost, why the 2,000 meter row may be the most killer fitness test ever created. Boom, mic drop. Let me drop some fitness bomb knowledge on you guys, okay? So I'm going to be backing this up with a little bit of science, talking about the benefits of rowing um, and some other things too. So make sure tuning in. So why PRs are essential. PRs, whether it's rowing, Any of those things can help you develop your growth over time. So why the 2,000 meter row may be the most killer fitness test ever created, this is why. A lot of times, especially as a coach, I get, well, I love treadmill. Like, that's where I do my cardio. And when they see a rower, most people, if they're unfamiliar with it, and which is totally fair when you're unfamiliar with something or you don't know how to do it, you're kind of, you might be fearful of it. You might be scared of it. You might be like, what is this thing? Statistically speaking, when you train on a rowing machine or a rower, ours is um, water-based, water-activated, it gives you more resistance. So it's actually a killer workout because you're going to activate 85% of your body's musculature and get your heart pumping in a hurry. So what is mu- like, what does that mean, right? So when you row, it's a leg-driven movement. For those that have taken my class, you know that it's 60%. You're activating 60% of your legs using that amount from your legs, 20% of your arms, and 20% of your core. So you're engaging all those areas while doing the rower. It's actually more of a full-body workout than if you were to run on the tread for that same amount of time. When you are on the rower, it's a blend of focusing on endurance and power, and it's more low-impact, believe it or not, if you do it correctly, then if you were, you know, consistently putting pressure on your joints when you're on the tread. So it actually gives you that full body workout and it's a little bit more low impact. Now, if you've ever met a competitive rower, and I've met a few in my time, I had some friends that when I was in college were on the rowing team. I swear to you, they're some of the most fit and most powerful athletes on the planet. And why is that? Because the rower plays a massive role in their training, right? So 
statistically and in the Olympics, there's a gold standard of performance on the rowing machine, and it's the 2,000 meter row for time. This is why Orange Theory Fitness has developed that benchmark because it allows people to see in terms of time how well they do every time. So the distance actually comes from the fact that 2,000 meters is the standard world championship race distance in the sport of rowing. That's why they use it to gauge that time. That's why, for since it is for time, it might be the best all-around fitness test ever created, okay? So there's a few factors that come into play when you're rowing, right? So it requires a few things. Like I talked about before, that power piece, the endurance. If 2,000 meters is a long time to row, and you want to make sure that you're consistent with that and also have that mental toughness, right? It can be very easy. Our bodies don't give up as quickly as our, our minds do. If our minds, you know, the mind believes what the, the body achieves what the mind believes. And if the mind says, you can do this, you can put anything you set your mind to. And a lot of times, fitness is a mental game, right? So obviously, 2,000 meters is a long time to row. If you start hit the ground running too fast you're gonna really empty that tank out way too fast and we don't want to do that we want to keep a steady pace a steady state row and i usually like to do it in increments of 500 so you know okay first 500 okay keep it steady once you hit that thousand you're like oh my gosh now you should be feeling like you're working hard you're getting into that orange and maybe that red zone you're not going all out but you're definitely trying to be consistent with it right once you hit that thousand meters then you know okay Keep it consistent until you hit your last 500. Now, for some people, they might want to hit the ground running. I'd recommend the last three, two to 300 meters to empty that gas tank and just go for it as if you're doing an all-out, right? So our body has natural energy systems, right? And we have three basic energy systems that produce energy over time. We have our ATP PC system, okay, and that's a system that supplies the majority of energy for short bursts. So if I'm sprinting, I mean, this could be 15 seconds or less, the lactic anaerobic systems will supply the majority of the energy for longer paces, so up to a minute or so, right? These are intense bouts of exercise. Now, if you're starting to feel tired or none of these energy systems are clearly up to snuff, you won't be able to row a strong 2,000 meter time. For most people, anywhere from the range of six to 10 minutes, if you do it after 10 minutes, that's okay, as long as you finish. It's really important. So like I was saying, breaking it up into those 500 meters, because what's gonna happen is as each 500 meters start to add up, once you get to that 1,000 meter point, that's when your life will start to get freaky, right? Because right by that 1,000 meters, you've crossed that anaerobic threshold, meaning that you're now starting to burn those stored carbohydrates as your main source of fuel. So hopefully you ate a little something, or if not, you're just burning those prior carbs. Around that point, your body is producing lactate faster than it can remove it. So that means that lactate keeps rapidly accumulating in your bloodstream and you start to feel more cramping. It starts to burn. It starts to hurt a little bit more. And you're, in your mind, you're saying it's going to go from, wow, this is super uncomfortable to, oh my gosh, this is pure torture. At that point, this is when your heart will race, your legs will ache, and you won't believe you're only halfway through. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm at 1,000 meters. I feel like I'm going to die. However, once you hit that third 300 meet, 500 meters, the importance to continue through to get to that 2,000 is quieting that voice in your head, screaming for you to stop while you try to hold on to a decent pace. So make sure, don't cheat yourself, don't stop, 
some of the best advice is just maintain that consistency. Like I said, once you hit that final 500, you can't believe you've made it so far. I want you to keep being consistent until you hit the last 200 to 300 meters. And that's when you need to hit the ground running to see if you can improve your time. So what is a good time? I would say anywhere from six to 10. However, Tall people out there have an advantage. So us shorties have a little bit of a hard time. I have a difficult time rowing. I'm five foot three, so I'm not the tallest person in the world, but it is statistically easier for tall people because they have longer legs. Um, Right now, currently, anything around six for a male is considered world class. The current world record is 535, which is insane, by two-time Olympic silver medalist rower Josh Dunkley-Smith. But again, what's good for you depends on a lot of factors. And if you're not happy with your time, focusing on specific conditioning, you can train yourself in terms of that 2,000 meter row to get better, right? To allow that technique to try and try every time and to not do it so close back to back because you need some space. You need that time to allow your body to react, right? You need your time to to breathe. You need to focus on your form. And it really allows you to see, wow, like I even shaved off 20 seconds off my time. That's a huge accomplishment and something that needs to be taken into account as well. So definitely something very important at that piece. Now that's in terms of the 2000 meter benchmark, whether you took it today, whether you didn't, if you were disappointed with your time, if you hit the same time as you did that last time, that's okay. You now know ways of growth. And I think that's half the battle. Even if you cut a little bit off your time, that's amazing. That shows improvement because honestly, that 2000 meter benchmark is one of the best fitness tests, tests, tests. Oh my gosh. Uh, gosh, I can't talk today, guys. I did it this morning at 945. Um, it was amazing. Just, it just allows you when you track it to see those goals. And that's why I like doing that at OTF because it updates you. So we have an Orange Theory app. It'll pop up and so you can look at that pastime because it was probably a while ago and you might have forgotten about it. So when you see it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, right? So that's pretty cool. In terms of regular PRs, why it's so important, whether you're lifting, whether you're running, um, you know, distances on the tread, It's so funny. Before I started Orange Theory Fitness, I mean, I loved to run. I liked it. I was definitely an endurance runner for sure. Um, But I love it more, even more now. I have improved my endurance within that year. It's craziness. Um, My speed, my all outs, like everything. Like I feel like I have better cardiovascular endurance now than I ever have. And that also includes on the rower too, because you're focusing on that power and endurance piece. So just all that cardio together, I feel like I've improved. Now I really got into fitness, kind of doing a throwback here, probably around 2015, 2016, really. Um, 2015 was the year that I graduated college. So at that time, I was a new grad trying to find jobs, working working at a candy shop. I'm shocked I didn't gain weight doing that. Um, worked at a candy shop, so full access to candy all the time. Um, and was contingent at a few like rec therapy jobs. So I was holding about three jobs before I found my first part-time and then eventually my full-time job. And now I'm co- doing part-time rec therapy work and... Um, part-time fitness coaching. So it's a really good balance, but it took a while to get there. So at that time, um, I was like, okay, something needs to change. Um, I mean, 
not that I wasn't active in college. Like I would go to the EMU rec and I might do like volleyball with some friends or take a spin class or do Zumba, but I would never be consistent with it. I was worried of, you know, school was a big focus. I was working a lot, um, trying to study, pulling those all-nighters, you know, not taking care of myself in the ways that I needed to. Um, in terms of nutrition, totally was oblivious. I'm going to be 100% honest on what my body needed. So it's not like I gained weight, but I was very weak and did not understand basis of nutrition. And I was probably at times not eating, definitely not eating enough. Um, and I thought, and this was the age-old adage, I guess, that if I ate bad or I drank that weekend or whatever it was, that I could just be a cardio bunny and run it off. In my mind, I thought that lifting, yes, I was one of those people at one point in time, was going to make me bulky and turn me into a man. Totally, 100% thought that. Thankfully, I learned the error of my ways because I had met a personal trainer. I was working with him for a while. And then that's when I met my good friend and now trainer, Wes, who is over at um, Hunger Hustle Fitness. And um, that's when I really started to embrace weights and lifting. And I'm so happy that I did because I feel like it's made me a stronger coach and it gives me something to PR on as well um, because it's something that I've struggled with for such a long time. So when I first started at Hunger Hustler Fitness about three, four years ago, no joke, legit, or two, three years ago, I couldn't lift more than 10 pounds. It was super embarrassing. And to me at that point in time, I'm like, oh my gosh, I am in my head. I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to lift more than 10 pounds. Like I can't do, like this is hard. I can't do this. So then as time went on and we were more consistent, looking at those personal records, looking at those PRs and slowly building up that lean muscle, we went from 10 to 15 to 20 to 25 to 30 to 30. Like you just keep lifting. You just allow your body that rest time and that lift time to be able to do both. And it was a really good balance and it was a really good thing to be able to to do, which is nice. So going back and forth, being able to, you know, build that and you start to feel stronger. And this is something that I always tell people, it does not happen overnight. You know, you're gonna, it's gonna feel harder before it gets easier. So the more that I did it, the more I got to challenge myself, the more I got to learn how the benefits of PRs is important. And I stopped looking at, oh man, so-and-so is lifting this weight and just focus it focused on lifting my own weights and that was one of the best things too so make sure in your journey in your personal record don't compare yourself to someone else's journey they're at a different place in time you're exactly where you need to be slowly working on those personal records um so at that time i had difficult time lifting and now i'm much better at it i've also embraced better nutrition making sure i actually eat um balancing that out too which is so key a lot of people plateau because they're not eating enough of the right foods um to help with their specific goals whether your pr is lifting um improving your rowing running whatever the case may be but personal records are very important making sure you track things down so the beauty at orange theory fitness when we have a benchmark it's automatically put in there for you but if you're at a different gym or you're doing other things whether it's weight running etc log it have a journal of a pr journal log it old school or put it on your phone if you have an app or in your notes or memos um putting the date putting the time putting the distance whatever whatever the goal or specific 
specificity. Nope, that's not a word. Specific. There we go. I can't talk today. All that rowing. Um, specifics can allow you to better pinpoint and give yourself time. So if you hit a PR, you're trying to hit a new one. Don't be like, all right, I'm going to hit this PR in a month. Listen, your body needs time. Your body is amazing, right? So it is capable of so many things, but it also needs certain things to be capable of that, such as rest. It needs, um, you know, consistency, accountability, specific training, things that you need to do to help build up that endurance, power, the weight if you're doing strength training, all of those things, which are very key, very key to fitness. So I want to thank you guys for listening to some of my tips and tricks for a 2,000 meter benchmark row. Um, Hopefully the next time you take it, you can use some of these or if you haven't taken it yet today and hear this podcast before you do. Hopefully that can help you on your journey. If not, never stop tracking. Never stop having a PR. If you accomplish something, always have those goals. Always have something to build upon and work toward, even if it's maintenance. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. I'll be coming back at you on Tuesday with a new topic to be continued. Have a great day, y'all.